This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, lots to get to, lots to talk about. There is an update to the outgoing. Carrie, this is like a soap opera now. Yeah, pretty much, right? It's 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 a it's a soap opera. It is um, it's drama. This could be unlike keeping up the Kardashians. This mm. is something. There's an update on the Twitter stuff now. I gave you a preview before we hit the break at the top of the hour, and the preview was that Elon Musk is no longer the number one shareholder in Twitter. We're going to have that for it, that didn't last very long. No, uh, I'll bet I'll bet they immediately started um, you know conversations with people with a bunch of money trying to get him out of the number one slot. And what's interesting is. The wokest of the woke on Twitter who hate capitalism are rooting for the new top shareholder, which is kind of amazing. It's, it's almost like he's playing a game with them. It's really kind of crazy. We'll get to that in a second on a Thursday. Feeling all right. That is Chocolate Voice. How you doing? I'm um, okay. Polo making it happen? Same in the, his house? Seems I got to have a change. It Grand Funk Railroad, get it done. Mark and Don, I don't think Mel is in this one. Let's go. There is the most Friday of the weekends almost here. In fact, the weekend is kind of here for a lot of us. All right. The Twitter saga, the Twitter soap opera continues. And it's really, it's really, it's very interesting to me because I, I don't know Elon Musk personally. Uh, although he's in Austin, so he might hear our show. Turns out we've got a great Austin affiliate. We've had it the whole time. Um, and hopefully he's listening or he's, he's seen or heard something that we've done. Um, I mean, if you're Elon Musk, you probably will listen to the top 10, not go to 11 or anything like that. It'd be crazy to go mm, past 10. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But, um, he, again, if you guys don't know this and you don't have to be on Twitter to, to follow this drama, he jumped in and bought 9.2% of Twitter. Um, what a week and a half, two weeks ago, something like that now. And that made him the top shareholder. He was offered a seat on the board that he accepted. Then he turned it down because it turns out there's some stipulation that if you're on the board, you can't have even 15%. You can have like 14 point something percent of the stock of the company. So he couldn't buy much more. He ended up turning down the board seat. And then today, 
announced that he offered to buy 100% of Twitter for, for $43 billion. Way more than the, than the market price. Way more than what he paid for the initial stock. I mean, he's, he's offering a lot of money. And now, the reaction is that a bunch of big, giant, you know, corporate conglomerates have jumped in and said, well, hold on a second. We got a little something for you. Uh, Carrie, fill me in. Mm -hmm. From the Daily Mail, Elon Musk is no longer the largest shareholder in Twitter. It emerged on Thursday after asset manager Vanguard Group released its stake to overtake him. Vanguard now owns 10.3% of Twitter, while Musk owns 9.2% of the company, making him the largest individual shareholder. Musk, whose share is four times that of the only other individual shareholder in the company, founder Jack Dorsey on Wednesday made a sensational bid for the company and publicly revealed the plan on Thursday. Thursday morning at Twitter's board met on Thursday afternoon. The company CEO, Prog, how do you say that? Agrawal uh, afterwards yes. spoke to staff. He told employees the company was still evaluating Musk's $43 billion offer. According to the verge ahead of Agrawal's speech, employees are playing songs, including I say a little prayer and I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. The site reported <laughs> the 37 year old Agrawal then held a 25 minute Q&A session. He did not say when the board would have an answer from Musk or which way the board was leaning responses, which The Verge said frustrated some staff. Uh, the board would follow, quote, a rigorous process and make a decision in the best interest of our shareholders. He said a vanguard led by CEO Tim Buckley increased its stake in the company at some point during the first quarter, according to SEC filings made on April the 8th. So they've got what is it, 10.4% now? Uh, 10.3 10. 10. something 3. like that uh -huh. okay so he's got 9.2 they've got 10.3 he's the largest single shareholder but this group is, is holding bigger shares now the funny thing is the twitter woke crowd they hate capitalism they want socialism they hate free speech they hate you know big bucks they hate big money they're all rooting for vanguard now which is they just <laughs> bought a bigger stake than he has so they spent a lot of money. They got that money through capitalism. They manage a bunch of people's money. And they're all rooting for them. That's how stupid this is. So it's never really about left versus right. It's about you have to agree with me, tolerate me, include me, give me equity, or else you're the bad guy, and I'll go with whoever it is that's going against you. So Vanguard Group is obviously, they're pushing Musk back now. But you have to think to yourself this. If you're Elon Musk and you bought you know billions and three billion dollars, whatever it was, the other day of all this stock, you can now sell it at a great profit, and you just use them to um, to get more money, and then possibly take that money and open your own site. Carrie, why the hell couldn't he open his own site? Why uh, he's got what two hundred billion dollars, him. something like that? Yeah, nothing stopping him from doing that. Yeah, that kind of money. You could roll out a new site and call it, you know, Twitter. With an O instead of an I, although that'd be I weird wouldn't, to say. I wouldn't, but okay. You're right, right. It'd be odd. It'd name. be weird. It'd be an odd. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm going to go quote. That would be kind of interesting. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you could do. You could call it uh, call it Musky. I mean, whatever you want to do, you could open your own site easily with with all of his money that he has, and he would be making one hell of a profit. Mm -hmm. Now, my question, and this is really the question that I go through in my head on this, and I wonder if if you if you agree with this, I'm trying to figure out. If Musk is trying to force Twitter to be what it said it would be, to fix the site, or he's leveraging Twitter to get even more money for himself to open his own site, what do you think is going on in his head? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe the first part, because I, I think he wants to be a part of Twitter, and he wants it to be free speech, which obviously he does not think it is, which it isn't right now, actually. 
Um, it's I not don't at all. see. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't see yet him going and opening up his own his own thing. Not yet. I don't either. I, I think he wants. I think he he's a guy who wants things to be what you said it would be. Like if he says yeah. the Tesla will do this, that, and the other, it better do that or else he doesn't want to stand behind it. I think he wants Twitter to be what it is they said they would be because they lied and there is no free speech. And I really do think he was triggered by the Babylon Bee thing. I think it's that simple. Even like the richest guy on the planet is still a guy who, look, I like this site. They did nothing wrong. It should not have happened. So I wonder, I mean, I'll open the phone lines again because again, social media for what I do is very important. It just is. It's very important. But trying to figure out, I'm not a guy who deals in the stock market. I'm in a 401k, but that's it. I don't buy and sell stock. I don't own Tesla. I don't own SpaceX. I'm not Jack Dorsey, started one of these sites. I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. So I'm not in that realm. I mean, I deal with my own family's finances, and we do a pretty good job with that. But we don't, we don't dabble like that. I mean, you're talking about big bucks. You're talking about somebody who is, is exchanging billions of dollars. And lest anybody listening or watching forget, a billion dollars is a thousand million. Think about that. If you had one million, you think you're, well, you'd be a millionaire. Add a thousand to that or add 999 million to that. And you're talking about one two hundredth of his wealth. It's hard to conceive, isn't it? Is. To conceive, you can't wrap it? your brain around that. Yeah, unless you're a I mean, billionaire just too. So many zeros. So <laughs> yeah. many you know, I, I have no idea. So I mean he's he's got the ability because of his hard work and because of what he's gained, he's got the ability to do this and either force Twitter to do the right thing or make enough money in his dabbling in Twitter to open his own thing. Polo had a good idea. He said they should call it bitter. Oh, there he is. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty not good. Bad. Um, 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Even if you're not on Twitter, what do you think Elon Musk is doing here? What do you think these moves are all about? I like it. Anything that disrupts the the um, the monarchy and the tyranny and the lack of free speech on Twitter, I'm all for. I think that they should have a shock. And they're being shocked right now. But what do you think he's doing? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks for stopping by the Joe Pag Show. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Love to hear from you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. You know, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't hear from somebody via email who says, hey, what's that code again to get those air fresheners? What's that code again for that Eden Pure? The code is PAGS3, and I'll tell you the deal in just a second. It's got proven oxy technology. That it quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. Freshens your entire home, gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and a lot more. Over 200,000 Eden Pure Thunderstorm units have been sold. It must work. You're not selling that kind of stuff if it doesn't. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. It plugs right into an outlet. 
Boom, there you go. You don't have to move anything. It's just right in the outlet. Nearly silent, great for bedrooms, bathrooms, wherever you want to put it. And again, we've got them in our house, and these are really you know, making things smell great. Not that it really stunk, the house stunk it up before, but this gives you a nice, after a thunderstorm, clean, fresh smell in the house. You're going to love this. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, and save $200 right now on a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code P-A-G-S, the number three, to save $200. Shipping is free as well. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me see what's going on here. Uh, if you guys think this is some sort of a power play or some sort of a, a an odd sort of soap opera that Elon Musk is playing over Twitter, or, or is he planning to, to, to get out and then start his own site, or does he really want to fix that site? And if he owned the whole thing, of course he could, but I don't know if that's going to happen. There's something else going on here where other groups are getting together to, 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 to try to buy up all they can, and now he's not the largest shareholder anymore. Thomas, Flora, what do you think? Hi. Hello, Joe. Thanks. Um, well, I see there's three things happening here. Either they accept his offer and he, you know, owns Twitter and picks it private and fixes it. Yeah. Or they reject it and then two things happen. One, uh, you know, he either sells his stock and which will pretty much crash Twitter's rest of Twitter stock and make it almost worthless. Uh, and he'll probably make some money in that too. Or two, uh, he'll just continue buying incrementally stocks until he gets 51% and then they have to do what he says. So you don't think that he's looking to do it to maybe sell out and then start his own site if Twitter doesn't play ball? Yeah, like you said, he, he might do that or he might say, you know what, I'll just continue buying, you know, 5%, 10% here and, you know, till I have 51%. And then you have to do what I say anyway. Then he's got control. Well, Thomas, that's true. That's absolutely true. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I want to circle back to um, Lexaki. I want to circle back to education. We had a great interview last hour with Shell Brown. She's doing a great job trying to protect kids in school. Um, I've never, Carrie, I don't know when this started, maybe five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I mean, and I don't know who sits around and goes, you know what would be a great idea? Let's bring the drag queens in to do story time for the five-year-olds. So, I mean, this this going on, there really doesn't, there is no solid, good, truthful answer to why are you bringing in drag queens to read to the kids. But then the reaction, is this a legislator that reacted this way? This yes. reaction is so stupid, it actually made my brain hurt. And I'm like, if it makes my brain hurt, let's make Carrie read it. What do you have? From The Blaze, U.S. Representative Carolyn B. Maloney of New York, a Democrat who lists the gender pronouns she, her, and her Twitter biography, is publicly praising Drag Queen Story Hour, a program that features cross-dressers reading books to children. Across the country, books are being banned, which are depriving our nation's youth. But thanks to at NYPL and programs like Drag Queen Story Hour, New York City's next generation are getting a well-rounded education about LGBTQ plus issues and gender identity, Maloney tweeted on Monday. Blaze TV host Elijah Schaefer of Slightly Offensive responded by tweeting the word groomer in all caps, along with an emoji pointing toward the Congresswoman's tweet. I found another groomer outing themselves, tweeted Steve Deese of Blaze TV, Steve Deese Show. Uh, Jim Hansen used the hashtag OKGroomer okay and commented that anyone who thinks Drag Queen Story Hour is a good idea for young kids has no business being in charge of kids. While critics pounced on the congresswoman's tweet, she fired back on Wednesday, claiming that the bigots are at it again in the comments. Why is this good for kids? Can can you just read me the part where she says it's good for kids and here's why? Somehow this is good for our children. Uh, Yes. Um, 
Uh, New York City's next generation are getting a well-rounded education about LGBTQ plus issues and gender identity. That's really stupid. Why did they need a well-rounded education? How old are these kids? I don't. I mean, I'm thinking primary, elementary school age. Yeah, I mean, I've seen seeing, some of these or... kids are, are five years old. Yeah. And there is video out there of one of these drag queens teaching a kid, a five-year-old, how to twerk. Yeah. yeah this is sick. This is sick. There is no need. Who, who thought of this first and who said, yeah, good idea? I don't understand. And by the way, drag queens aren't necessarily in the LGBTQ XYZ123 community. These are guys dressing like women. They might just be straight men who like to dress like women, which is already screwed up. Um, so that's not even, I mean, making it an LGBTQ XYZ++ thing doesn't make any sense because I don't even know that it is. What it is, it is the... The part of society that we have always, through history, protected our kids from. Why is it so prevalent now? Why is it being pushed on our children now? And I'll tell you this, and the county where I am in Texas knows this, and a lot of them listen to my show, whether they like it or not, and a lot of them know that I'm, I'm very loud about it. You try that in our county, in our district, where I'm paying all these stupid taxes, you're going to have a problem. I'm going to out you on the air and embarrass you. Yeah. And I'll be down there at the school board meetings and I'll be down there at the parental meetings and we'll make sure it stops. Go ahead. This is from Drag Story Hour in New York City, a member of the Drag Queen Story Hour Global Network. In our original 45-minute Drag Story Hour program, it was designed for children ages 3 to 8. Local drag oh, performers trained by nice. children's librarians read picture books that touch on themes of diversity and difference, sing songs and do craft activities. In learning about drag as a form of dress-up and play, children learn to see beyond the pink and blue gender binary and celebrate differences in themselves and others. 0.000251% of society are drag queens. Why did we have to push that on all of our kids? Why did anybody say, man, good idea? I don't, I don't understand why we're here. And I'd, I'd like us to, to just look, explain it to I'm still going to disagree with you. There shouldn't be grown men dressed up like women twerking for three-year-olds. Sorry, I'm going to go ahead and cross a line or, 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 or draw a line that you can't cross. But I, I do want to hear the explanation. I, I, I want to hear somebody say, well, here's what we're thinking. Carrie, wouldn't you like to hear that? Sure, yeah. Let me ask you this as the mom of two boys. Mm -hmm. Is there an explanation an educator could give you about why there are drag queens in your boys' elementary school class or before um, teaching them? Is there something where you say, oh, I understand now. It's okay. Is there anything they could say? No, not for me. Nothing. There is not an explanation they can give. That will make you a parent of two, me a parent of five. There's no explanation that would say, oh, I get it now. Okay, go ahead and do that. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's against our morals in this country, no matter what your religious background is or isn't. It's against our mores. It's against our, our founding. It's against all of that. We're a Judeo-Christian founded country. That's a fact. I don't care if you, oh, but we're secular. No, no, no. We're a country that offers free, free religious rights. You can worship as you see fit. But our founding and our documentation and our value system and our morals are based on Judeo-Christian beliefs. And Judeo-Christian beliefs do not include men dressing up like women and twerking for three to, to eight-year-olds. It doesn't include that. There, there isn't one good excuse you can give me for a high school student to have to see this. 
You want to go see the, the Drag Queen Review, and I'm not against people being able to do this if they want. You go and see it uh, on a Friday night in some seedy part of town and go and enjoy the Drag Queen Review. You don't have it come to your local school that's being paid for by me. I don't know why this is controversial. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's only controversial because it's happening. What I just said is not controversial. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We come back, it'll be campus reform, this on campus that'll make your face hurt. That and much more on the Joe Pags Show. Stay here. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She is from CampusReform.org. She is an editorial assistant named Avery Selby. Avery, how are you? Good to see you again. I'm good. Good to see you, Joe. Yeah, you know, um, we had you on last time. I think it went very, very well. I checked out your Twitter a little while ago, Avery Selby underscore, if you'd like to go and follow her. Um, you're the one that puts these videos together. You actually edit the videos together that the that the reporters go out and do, right? That's right, yes. Having a lot of fun doing it. It's got to be something. When you're putting them together, do you get to select exactly which sound bites are going to be used, or do you sort of get a cut sheet? How does that work? I watch the video, and I pick the cuts, and <laughs> that's that's how it goes. Good. Well, those videos go viral. People love these videos because it really does expose some of the nuttiness that's happening on campus. There was a story today that you may or may not be aware of, um, and I don't remember where it's out of, and you might actually know this, but there is a transgender woman, a male, who's saying he's a woman, who's in prison and said that he's a woman, identifies as a woman, and was put in the women's prison. That makes sense, right? Well, no, it doesn't make sense. Did you hear the but, result? Um, what was that? Did you hear the result? Uh, well, I can guess the results. I didn't hear about it. Two women are pregnant mm-hmm. by that's him. That's right. Yeah. So that's a problem. So we live in a day and age, you're so much younger than I am, uh, where people your age are told you must accept that this is a woman even though Leah Thomas isn't biologically, even though Caitlyn Jenner isn't biologically, even though fill in the blank, the, the winner on Jeopardy wasn't really a woman. Uh, Rachel Levine is a biological male. But they, again, all you have to do is say it, and for some reason our society genuflects and says, sure, let's put this biological male who still has all the parts and everything in with women in prison, and they're stunned that two women are pregnant. Something similar is happening on a college campus that you're going to tell us about. This, this blows my mind. That's right. That sounds a lot like a new policy being put forth by the University of Indiana's um, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Department. Um, They are saying that students can choose the dorms, um, restrooms or locker rooms, regardless of sex, saying that they have a right to choose these facilities based on their gender identity. This is a lie and this is harmful towards women. Right. Are you still in school or are you out of school? I'm out of school. I've graduated. Can you admit, did you go to, did you live in the dorms? I did live in the dorms. I know if I had been going to college when this policy and, and this policy was put in place, I might not have gone to college. I know I'm not alone in saying that. It's terrifying to imagine that you could be sleeping six feet away from a man that I could never physically defend myself against or right. showering next to a man, just a curtain pull away from sexual assault. This is really cruel to do to these young women in college. I'm six one two fifty. If I walked into your dorm and said, call me Josephine because I say so, how would you feel about that? Uh, I'd 
feel pretty horrified. It doesn't There's- make sense. I mean, what you said is so correct. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a male. That's what I am. If I decide that I feel different tomorrow, that's something that I should deal with myself. I shouldn't have to put you through that. This whole gender uh, uh, identity and equity and tolerance and acceptance department at these universities doesn't make any sense because every what it's doing, and tell me if you, you agree with this, what it's doing is it's saying, I don't care what Avery thinks. I just care about what this one person says, who is a male by every sense of the term, but he's saying that he's not. I now have to genuflect to that person. Forget Avery and her and, and her sisters in the dorm. You're right, and it doesn't. It doesn't even matter what I have to say. It matters what the truth is, and the truth is that men are men and women are women. This is another attempt uh, by the left to hijack the concept of gender. It's a lie, and we need to stop being shocked by these policies. We know that this is happening, and until we insist that the left acknowledge reality, this is going to continue to happen. Well, what has to happen is these universities have to say, yeah, that's not happening. All they have to do is say no, and maybe not have the stupid uh, equity department, whatever that is. Maybe just tell them, no, this isn't okay. I understand that you're transitioning. I understand you're living as the opposite gender. I understand you identify as the opposite gender, and you're 18 years or older, and you can do that as a free liberated American. Let's have the trans dorm. Why can't we have that? Why do they have to be accepted as if they're biologically like you when they're not? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but I would say, why can't we just accept reality? Exactly right. Uh, It's Avery Selby. Go and follow her on Twitter, Avery Selby underscore, and her last name is Um, S-E-L-B-Y. Great stuff. She's an editorial assistant over at Campus Reform. I mean, stories like that bother me because they should listen to the masses more than they listen to one person. They want to feel better about themselves and feel like they did something equitable when, in fact, they're putting people in harm's way. And as we talk about that, there's another university that says, or some activist video that says, if you are, in fact, attacked, you should not call the police. Why is that not the right call you should make if somebody commits a crime on you? Well, I would say that is the right call. You should call the police yeah. if you're being attacked, but not according to a class, a self-defense class at St. Edwards University, uh, where they played a video um, how to stop being a bystander, six ways to uh, defend against a racist attack. And one of these tips was to not call the police. Um, you're not going to ward off an attacker by saying, please stop being racist. The only person that this helps by not calling the police is the attacker. This is harmful towards students. If they find themselves under attack and don't call the police. I don't understand. What is the, what is the race angle here? If somebody's being attacked, uh, Avery, I heard what you said, but the word racism came up a couple of times. If you're being attacked, you're being attacked. You should call the police. They're the authorities that can go and investigate and maybe get the attacker to stop or catch the attacker. What's the race angle? Well, they say that supposedly police are trained to view minorities as the criminals, regardless if they're the victim in the situation. This is not true. And again, it's harmful. There's no way that this turns out good for the victim. Um, And it's just only beneficial for the attacker. So the suggestion by this activist, I guess, or in this video, is that if you're black and you're being attacked by somebody, don't call the police because the police will show up and think that you're the bad guy. That's that's what they're Come that's on. what they're claiming. Come on, but that's uh, not true. Of course, it's, just it's not, not true. true. Where 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 does this where is this being distributed? This is at St. Edward's University. They assigned this <laughs> this video. The university um, named after a saint. That's the value system they have, really. That's yeah, that's what they say. But it's not a good value system, if you ask me. From campusreform.org, I agree with you. From campusreform.org, it's Avery Selby. Go and follow her, Avery Selby underscore. Go and check out everything that she edits. These videos are really wonderful over at campusreform.org. Let's go to the next one. Free speech warning sign displayed 
on Indiana campus were being warned that free speech might exist there? We are being warned. There is a sign there that is warning students that free speech might be being exercised ahead. Um, this what? is not, yes, right. Um, and this is not the first time that we've seen a sign like this. Earlier this year, Campus Reform reported on Colorado State University uh, offering resources to students who may have been affected by free speech on campus. This is embarrassing um, is. for full-grown for full-grown adults to be shocked that someone might be using their First Amendment right. Um, last time I checked, this is the United States of America, and every inch of this place is a free speech zone, so I'm not sure why they need to be warned about this. Warning, free speech ahead, and then they've got some sort of counseling for those who were affected by yeah. free speech. Why are we raising people? It used to be sticks and stones. What was it? Uh, um, uh, sticks and stones will break my bones. Words will never hurt me. Well, why did that change? Because words don't hurt. I mean, they can be hurtful. I understand they're going to make it feel a certain way, but you're not really adversely affected. I mean, there are people your age on college campuses across the nation being taught that words can be violence, literal like violence. Like if I punch you or if I say the wrong thing, it's the same thing. And that's kind of silly. Have you seen stuff like that as well? Yes, of, of course. It's no secret that college students are afraid of free speech these days. A recent report came out that in 2021, 65% of students agreed that their campus stifles free speech. We see this kind of thing at campus reform all the time. Uh, universities coming out with language guides trying to censor language they find insensitive. A recent example comes from Florida International University where they deemed words like bride and uh, husband human, mankind, these kinds of normal words they deemed insensitive. It's outrageous. And they just can't even handle the potential for someone to have a different opinion than them. It's insensitive to like less than 1% of the population. But again, for some reason, they're bowing to they're taking a knee to the 1%. It's Avery Selby from campusreform.org. Make sure you go stop by the website like I do every day. Go check out the great stories that these young reporters get done for us. She is an editorial assistant and does a lot of video editing there as well, which is awesome. Progressive uh, pressure results in Biden extending student loan freeze. So the freeze was going to end and you had to start paying back the loan that you took out. The definition of loan is asking another party for money and then paying it back, usually with a little bit of interest. Um, why, why is there a freak out here, and why did they? Why were they able to force his hand? Do you think? Well, uh, you're right that the Biden administration pushed back the deadline again to uh, resume uh, student debt payments um, till August 31st. This is the second time that he's done this since saying that they would resume in February. Okay. Uh, this is going back on a campaign promise that he had to cancel student loan debt altogether. Progressives are unhappy. Students in favor of this are unhappy. And we saw an example of this in December uh, when campus reform reported on a protest outside of the White House um, where students were upset about even the threat of maybe resuming payments. Um, but this is just another example of students not being adults. You're 18 years old. Right. We see example after example of the left telling us that kindergartners are mature enough to talk about gender identity and sex, yet they tell us that 18-year-olds can't make a good choice when it comes to borrowing student loans. That's a great comparison. It really is. It's Avery Selby. It, let me ask you this. going to sound silly, but instead of those students at the White House protesting, Avery, could they have been at work making some money to pay back the loan or no? Well, I'll tell you, that's where I was when they were protesting. Um, you know, it's just not fair to have the poor decisions of some to uh, be paid by people who maybe opted out of college or saved beforehand, or maybe they already paid back their student loans. 
My grandparents saved for 20 years to send me to college. So my question to the Biden administration around the, the conversation of canceling student loan debt is, are they going to get their $40,000 back? And my guess uh, is no. They're probably not going to get that money back. Of course it's just not. bad policy altogether. All right. Well, listen, I've got a house payment. And I wonder if you would join me in protesting at the White House that I should not have to pay my house payment back. It's just a loan. I mean, it's not that different than a student loan. I should be able to not pay my payment, right, and just still live in the house. Well, uh, if you're a student on college campuses, you probably would agree with that. <laughs> I hope not. I hope they find out, you know, they, they understand how stupid that whole scenario was. It's uh, Avery Selby, A-V-E-R-Y, um, uh, S-E-L-B-Y underscore uh, at the end on Twitter. Go and check out everything that she edits, that she puts together, that she does over on campusreform.org. A great website, Leadership Institutes, gets it done right. I really appreciate the work and I appreciate you coming back. Selby, I appreciate, or, or Avery, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you in a bit. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by the Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you're new to the program, we have the uh, the young reporters on from campusreform.org every Thursday, and they really bring the goods when it comes to nuttiness on campus. They really do. So, so uh, Carrie, I, I, st- I put up a couple of videos on TikTok right before we started the show today, mm-hmm. and I haven't checked TikTok at all during the show, and something went nuts because one's got almost 300,000 views. And one's got almost 200,000 views. Oh. And they're just a few hours old. And they're both about Joe Biden. Joe Biden gave a speech today. In one part, he says that he was a, a professor yeah. for four years at UPenn. And he wasn't. It's just He just made it up. He just wasn't. And then the, the second one, he stops in the middle of a speech, brings up his father who's dead, and then turns his back to the audience and talks to the flag for a while. Have you seen these videos? Yeah, I did see that. I think Ted Cruz was tweeting about it earlier today. Um yeah. The hell is going on? I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't know if, if somebody, was there somebody off camera that he was? Nope. Uh, there was Mm-mm. nobody there. Nope. Okay. I, it was like he was going to tell a story about his father, what his father used to say, that he turned around and was acting like his father. Some people are saying he was talking to the ghost of his father, which was very odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he turns his back to the audience off microphone. It, it goes on for a while. Then looks at somebody off to the one side and sort of gives a nod. And then he looks back and says, and just continues like nothing happened. These yeah, videos went nuts. Strange, yeah. The videos I went know. nuts. So you could, if you're on the TikTok, it's at Joe Pags at J O E P A G S. If you're not, no problem. I put it up on Instagram. I put it up on Twitter. I put it up on on Getter and on Truth. You can go and check it out on those sites. But uh, these videos went nuts. I was like, what the heck? Like this entire week, I haven't gotten more than twenty, twenty five, thirty thousand views on a, on a video, which is still pretty good. But these, I mean, they went nuts during the show. Good. I think they heard. I think they heard uh, number good. 10. I think oh, they heard. absolutely. Hey, we gotta, Let me tell you about this. Uh, the Eden Pure Oxy Technology is proven oxy technology. These thunderstorm air purifiers are amazing. They, they really are. You plug them in right there in the wall, right there in the sock. You don't have to make room for it on the floor. It doesn't take up any floor space. And it quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. Freshens your home, gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 200,000 of these units have been sold, so it definitely works. I want you to check it out. You can save a bunch of money right now when you use my code. I'll tell you what my code is in a second. 
You never have to worry about breathing dirty air again. No filters to buy either. And as I said, it doesn't take up any space. It plugs right into the wall. Any socket, any outlet, boom, there you go. And you've got clean, fresh air. Nearly silent, great for use in bedrooms, bathrooms, wherever you want to put it. Doesn't really matter. And here's how you get that great deal. You guys should listen to my program. They made a special promo code to save you money. Get a three-pack and save 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three, to save $200. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. Save $200 right now. Now, Carrie, you've got a quick hit that I definitely want to get in here because... I thought you were kidding when you sent me this. What do you have? Nope. From the blaze, a small city in eastern Pennsylvania recently removed the word Easter from its egg hunt promotions over fears mentioning the holiday would offend non-religious residents. But in doing so, the city sparked intense backlash and ridicule from others in the community. During an Easton City Council meeting Wednesday night, City Administrator Luis Campos informed colleagues he had edited the city's social media accounts to remove any mention of Easter from advertisements for its upcoming egg hunt events. The move reportedly came at the request of Easton Mayor Sal Panto Jr., after the mayor had had been informed the mere mention of the holiday in relation to city-sponsored events might be seen as a violation of the separation in church and state. Uh, what's more, the outlets reported is that the changes were made upon receiving a single complaint about the city's mention of Easter. Without Easter, there is no Easter egg hunt. Mm. Without Easter, there is no egg hunt. Without Easter, there... Listen, Judeo-Christian society, of course, Easter is a, is a holiday. Christmas is a national holiday. Stupid! Anybody who gives into the woke crowd and doesn't call it an Easter egg hunt can kiss my ass. If you're in that community where this is happening, I urge you to not go to any egg hunt that doesn't have the word Easter on it. I'm so sick of these communities being afraid that some woke organization is going to contact them and threaten them with lawsuits about the First Amendment. You are not making people turn Christian. You are not passing a law to make them celebrate Easter. You're calling it an Easter egg hunt because that's exactly what it is it's an egg hunt around easter i don't know why we have to be this stupid i don't, you have to stop it now and the guy's name is sal palantonio or something what, what sal, is his name some sal italian guy panto jr panto i guess panto sal panto the good probably catholic boy catholic italian boy stop being an ass wagon pop culture Whip. Dirty pop. all right paul what's happening brother all right, so I know you don't follow football a whole lot anymore, but you know right. when when um, Tom Brady had retired and he had scored his last touchdown, this guy had bought the the the, the football and it was yeah. he paid like five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars for it. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was like then the very next day Tom Brady came and unretired. Oh, dude! Can you imagine? Yeah. So he got lucky because they voided. That that sale. Oh, good. So he won't have to Very pay good. that because if not, that is no longer going to be you know worth much because that's considered like his last touchdown pass. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad he's not, he's not going to lose his money. I appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate you. Have a good Easter, Sam. See you soon. Carrie, have a good Easter. We appreciate you as well. I'm Joe Pags. I appreciate you hanging out. Thanks a lot for being here. We're going to take the, the next couple of days off. We'll talk to you very soon. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.